got the dummies, Ben and JJ, coming at you with wisdom from the Bible and beyond. This is Dummies with Wisdom. So, a Jehovah's Witness, a car mechanic, and a drunk Neanderthal walk into a bar. Finish the joke yourself, because we got a podcast to do. Welcome to Dummies with Wisdom. (laughs) Uh, uh, Simultaneously the best and worst joke you've ever heard, right? Yeah. um, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I will take that as a compliment. Yeah. Uh, Leave me speechless. I, I, I stole some questions from uh, my church here, did a sermon series called uh, Ask Anything, where people could just submit anonymous questions uh, to be answered uh, from the pulpit to, to True Hope Church. If you go to go to truehopechurch.org, you can look look at some of the uh, the questions that were answered, but uh, I stole some of them from the, uh, the submissions. Um, so this was an actual question somebody submitted to a completely uh, different organization, but hey, I guess that works, right? So the question was, uh, how should we approach and teach Christians who are elevating political ideologies either on the progressive left or, or the far right? Both are weakening the credibility and the witness of the church. And just to kind of like add some uh, backstory to what we've what we've just both seen, we've seen a lot of on both sides where you're talking even moderate, really, but left, right, moderate, whatever, you know, geographically your church falls or ideologically your church falls we've just seen a lot of um emphasis maybe i don't want to necessarily come out just straight up say poor emphasis but honestly that's been my experience poor emphasis on uh just political um stances or even just like smaller political ideologies in general um that just kind of miss the mark and miss the point of the gospel so that's what we kind of want to talk about today is how do we um a little more big picture as the body of christ and as the church approach our nation's um just different stances and the different movements that are going on and how do we meet people where they're at um and advance the gospel in that way but also be able to take actual firm biblical stances on um a lot of these bigger political issues i think this question is actually worded pretty good uh, saying that both the progressive left and the far right are, are weakening uh, the the witness and credibility of the church there's a, a lot of issues that are, are going on in today's age uh, that that both sides, um, and that's not to say that we should always fall somewhere in the middle. Um, I think something mm-hmm. like abortion is a very uh, clear issue. W- maybe there's some very, very rare circumstances where it might be a little more murky, but for like 99.8%, uh, that's, that's, a one, that's something that's a very one-sided theological issue uh, if you're truly looking at the Bible. So that we shouldn't be in the middle just the sake of being in the middle on any mm. sort of uh, political ideology or policy, but in this way, or in in, in this question, uh, both the progressive left and the far right have, they have some things right, um, mm-hmm. just like every other distinction in, in society, you right. know, Democrat, Republican, progressive, conservative, whatever, some, both sides have something right, both sides have a lot wrong, and when we're talking about the far edges then there's a, a lot wrong there and it's it's going to be more damaging than simply a disagreement right um and i know we're going to dive into like the left-leaning side but i'm just going to kind of talk about the right-leaning side now that's fresh on my like head in my opinion 
when I've seen it's like this kind of nationalistic, uh, very strong willed in favor of like pro America when it comes to a lot of conservative side it's of churches. kind of a personification of um, courtesy of the red, white and blue by Toby Keith. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, really. It yeah. is just take a couple of the cuss words out and you'll be singing that on Sunday morning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> I would go to that church. <laughs> But I think one thing that I've that I've really seen, especially when it comes to like the political side of it, is that there's been a lot of leaning toward um, like organizations and actual um, taking stances in favor of something bigger without really deep diving into a lot of the actual ideologies behind um, certain parties or um, I said organizations like five times, but organizations. Um, Give me three or four or five or so uh, ideologies or movements that on the far right that you think that they're wrong with from a theological standpoint, not just you personally, but ooh, theologically. Geez. So, like, yeah, that's a good question. And honestly, I don't know if it really comes down to necessarily, like, biblically. And I think that's a lot of the classic issues with the conservative side of not only the church, but even conservatism and maybe of our nation is that there's a lot of really good things that seem really good on the surface but then when you start to peel that layer back you find things that lack and i think that's where biblically that's where we can jump in and it's like we need to take that deep dive and actually look at what the real issues are so do you have something and in what mind? that actually means so like i'm thinking even republican i'm i mean i'm thinking really big picture like entire republican party where like conservatives conservatives latch and within the church latch on to the party itself and basically take it at face value and we'll just accept whatever and then even like militarily i think there's a lot of that um edginess maybe and that like the the idea of um like almost like the idea of like being a man a little bit maybe even as americans almost like this belief and we almost try to back it up biblically of a lot of um ugh, what's the word um like protectorism Ooh, that's an awful way to say that but like um like the ability to like say someone is like attacking our property or our possessions or our family that we immediately have the right to defend that and we have the immediate right to defend our liberties we have the immediate right to defend um a lot of the american isms that we have in our country so like you would say like the fall like the uh the very conservative side of like the NRA. Sure. Yeah. Would be an example yeah. or, um, that could be a decent example. Um, I'd say like, I know a lot of people I grew up with who like either support the military, or join the military, not necessarily even because of the defense of the country or because it defends our ideals, but because it's an opportunity to go out and almost kind of not be the bully, but like, it get, it gives them a sense of identity. So let me uh, let me then hit the other side of what I think what the what the far right might be doing right. I, I think I think the right has some morals that tend to be in the right places that are just overdriven. Uh, you know things like abortion, things like uh, uh, kind of like what you were talking about, national security. The far right will blow those issues from a good moral stance to just absolutely exploding it in, in sort of in sorts of practicality. Uh, but again, which I think is both where we would say that's where 
our issues lie is that when you start peeling back the layer of that onion, that's when it starts to smell and make you cry a little bit. <laughs> right. Right. So, I mean, like, I think there, we gave a little bit of an example there with the, with the far right. Let's, let's talk about the, uh, the progressive left. Um, and I want to point out here, like we're talking about like the far left, not just like you vote Democrat or you're, you're liberal, but the, the far progressive left. So since you, you spoke to the, the, the problems with the right, I'll do the problems with the left. Uh, I, I think the problems with the left are far more uh, just outright because I don't think it's a matter of maybe the morals are right or like the thinking might be right, but then, you know, it's just blown out of proportion or anything. Uh, the, the far progressive left, everything, most everything with, uh, you know, abortion, uh, LGBT issues, uh, racism, critical theory, critical race theory sexuality and basically a lot anything that's making the news nowadays with the far progressive left is is where the moral problem lies and those are the issues i think that we do have a hard stance on on things like abortion and things like lgbt stuff so yeah just to kind of piggyback that on that a little bit and also i think i'm gonna push back just a little bit on like what you said because i do think like you said like and yes i agree that we have a much more hard me and you especially have a much harder stance on some of the especially the actions and what has come out of like this progressive liberalism but i think because of the looking at the last century of um conservatism and then almost the overcorrection from the progressive wing that's come about a lot of the ideologies that have come from that progressive wing I think are, are things that at least that are, that are worth talking about as sure. far as like what the heart is behind it. Um, and again, like even looking at abortion and we we're talking about that earlier, the act itself, like that is something that I think I will fight to my grave or not think I will. And I should be fighting to my grave knowing what I know, uh, knowing what scripture says about life. But at the same time, when you, you, again, you have to peel back the layer of that discussion. And why is it that people are so, um, passionate about that and again i think there are evil people out there who are in who are fanning the flame i'm going to use abortion right, as, ex- right. as an example because it's easier i think there are people who are fanning that flame and who are taking advantage of a situation who are and who are just evil and taking human life but i think when you really dig deep and this is where i feel like the church really comes in is how do we meet the people who we are engaging in those discussions and are using um, women's rights as um, an excuse for abortion or you know go down the list of whatever excuses are those excuses when you peel those back they are real even if maybe they're not great the greatest um arguments they are real to that person right. and i think that's the discussion where the church continues to miss if we're going to talk even on where, whether you're talking the left or the right is the lack of willingness to understand the other side and see it for what it is i think both sides the left and the right have very valuable things to say i don't think i would agree with the stance that either one of them would take but if we were to sit down and have an actual somehow you know by god's grace have an actual true conversation with like the farthest right person you could find within the church specifically and the farthest left person you could find within the church and we all have this conversation i think you would find at the deepest heart of it a lot of different needs and i think especially as people who sit more moderately this is where this discussion really hits home for us is because i think as moderates we have failed to be able to facilitate that discussion with both sides right 
And Agreed. as people who have the understanding and who have, again, I think this is, again, something that the Lord has given grace upon this area of people and maybe even responsibility is to be able to facilitate these type of discussions and talk about these different things. And this is where the church as a whole, because I've met a lot of churches who fall into this middle ground and have this opportunity where we have this amazing opportunity to invade both sides of this culture and take away a lot of the stigmas, but also meet people where they are at with Jesus, not just the meet them with the idea in like the battlefield where the ideology lies, if that makes sense, but actually meet them where Jesus is. In, in, in the, in the spectrum of American uh, society and politics, we've got this, this huge spectrum nowadays. You've got people that are on the very far left that, you know, we're burning down the cities last summer. You've got people on the very far right that are, uh, you know, just the far right. I'm just going to leave it at that. Most people are not on those on on the very far left like that or the very far right. But there's a lot of people within the church that are, I think we would still call them far left and far right. They might not be that far, but they're still going to be beyond just the, the scope of your average Democrat or your average Republican. You know, I mean, like that guy that feels the need to like open carry in church just to show off his gun kind of thing. And, you know, the people mm-hmm. that... um will have to wear some or have to have something rainbow sticker on their car. Like there's, there's a spectrum there of, of people who, who can still be Christian and we still encounter them in the church. Uh, that doesn't mean that we should be holding those, uh, those ideologies. And I would argue that we shouldn't, that we should fall somewhere in the middle. But I think the, the problem is, is, is most people in the church, they, they, the left appeals to them because the left pushes this narrative, whether it's true or not, of being accepting and being loving of everybody. And that's why we the open borders. And that's why sexuality should be whatever you want it to be. You should be able to get an abortion um, and we shouldn't judge you. Like that's that's the, the left's narrative. And that appeals to people. And it, within the church, I think that is a very applicable concept. Now, it's taken too far, but the whole loving people thing is I mean, that's the freaking gospel. The uh, yeah, have another good T-shirt idea. idea. That's the freaking gospel. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then you got the 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 side of the right that I I think um, again not the far right but just the the conservative side that tends to have the the more the more biblically sound morals, they might be implemented wrong, but they're built on a better foundation. While the left sure. is saying basically anything goes and just love people, the right is saying, no, we we can't just let anything go. But at the same time, then they, a lot of times, I think we're all guilty of this, any of us that fall right of center of not being loving and you know, being judgmental rather than meeting people where they're at. And I, th- I think this this does apply differently too when we're talking about people with, outside the church versus in the church. And I think that whole, mm-hmm. and that's, that's a discussion for another time because we're talking about the people within the church. I see the problem with both the far left, the far right, and people right in the dead middle too, is that we're taking political philosophies, uh, sociological mm-hmm. issues, and building an opinion of them that trumps our theology. And so therefore, we either conform our mm-hmm. theology to fit our, our philosophies, or we completely yeah. um, just forget theology and decide what we think is right based on what we saw on Fox News or what we saw on CNN or whatever it may be. Um, right. And instead, obviously, 
it should be the other way around that we have a solid foundational theological system that informs us of what our political philosophies should be mm. every 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 decision we make every position we hold has to be built on a theological framework or sooner or later it's going to fall if if you if you don't support abortion just based on you know your philosophy and based on your position i i think that's the right stance to take on the issue but if you're not building on a theological Mm -hmm. framework eventually it's going to fall and that might be just in a case-by-case basis where it falls but it's not going to hold that same weight as if it's built on this sturdy theological foundation because that means the as long no no matter what may come you're already building it on something that cannot be moved Mm -hmm. or i mean right might be altered depending what what topic we're talking about but as long as you're building it on the bible the only thing that can disprove your hypothesis is the Bible itself. Which side do you think is, is damaging the credibility and witness more with the, the far left, the far right within the church? Um, I think that's actually a really good question. Um, and I think that would also depend on if you were to ask me, if you were to ask, if you were to take 10 people out and we were spread out all across the, um spectrum and like say we have like actual like you know solid people in that conversation i think you get very different answers because i think especially me and i think what you went like kind of what you were just talking about too which is why the church is so important in this role as well actually having biblical not having backing to your argument is important enough having biblical backing is that much harder right especially if you haven't grown up with the tools and the resources and really been able to see people study and work in that manner. And so honestly, it then comes down to your worldview. It comes down to the culture that you've grown up in. And so I look at issues like on the left as um, examples like abortion and um, LGBTQ and identity issues that are going, going on. And I see those deep rooted in as scripture as wrong but i think i could also look at someone who's maybe gone to a left who grew up in a left-leaning um part of the country went to a left-leaning church who grew up in the ideology it may even be super solid on their theology as well it may agree with me that those things are bad but look at the right-leaning side of the scale and say i've seen it as way more damaging than the left has now i can make a good argument for i think identity um is a core issue that if you don't get the Mm -hmm. identity thing right you're never going to understand who you are in christ you're never going to have a um you can have a decent uh what's the word impact on society i guess i mean we've seen some pretty influential people who don't have the greatest identity and let me pause, let me pause right time. there and say I think that what you just said was key about identity because if you look mm-hmm. at at the fu- like the far far left right now the, all the people that are creating new sexualities and everything it's all about creating this different identity that that makes you stand out and it's because those people don't have that grounding in who their identity is in Christ and so I think that's a cool, mm-hmm. that's a very key point for you to make there and I think that would be my my big thing about why i while i'm in the middle i may lean right on a lot of issues but someone who may be in the middle and lean left is also gonna i've and i've heard the argument too identity 
in my opinion, identity is the is a big factor, honestly, in this whole discussion. Yeah. And like that identity aspect on the right side, it's almost it's been pushed upon, or it's honestly your own identity as a person has been completely shattered because of the ideology of the right, of the of the lack of um grace, of the lack of um almost fighting fire with fire. Like fighting sin with something that could possibly be more powerful than sin or beat sin. And I think where, especially me, I can at least, at the very least, sympathize with that. And to bring maybe even, or let's bring the LGBTQ thing back in. I think there's a lot of that suction into that spectrum and people who are flocking to have um, their say in their life. Because not everybody in this spectrum think there's a lot of messed up things going on there. But I think what a lot of times happens is people have lived under that oppression, that um, deep-seated self-righteousness that's come from maybe the top down yeah. and their organizational structure within the church. And it's been oppressive. It's been not freeing. It's been not life-giving. And then all of a sudden they have this platter in front of them that says you can do whatever you want and no one's going to hate you for it. But I think there is a discussion of, and this is the type of discussion I want to have as a church, where we can have people from all different walks of life, and we can truly try to find the core of these issues. And I think that's where the church comes in, to be able to be that battlefield, like a central battlefield that is solid, that can bring people from all different walks of life, and we can have, and we can truly battle it out in that format within the safety of the gospel, not in the battlefield of where the conservatives lie or in the battlefield right. where the the progressives lie. Yeah, I, I, I agree with everything you said. Um, I, to, to, if I was going to answer my, my own question there, I would say, let's just call it a 60-40 split that I think the, the left is more at fault, not just because I lean right, but because I think theology is the core because when when the left promotes this whole idea of love and acceptance and be who you want to be, you tend to compromise or throw theology out the window because it becomes more about the don't judging don't judge people, and so we we right. we're afraid to say that somebody's wrong. Yeah, and I, that's why I give that them the edge. But I don't. It's not a huge split because I think the right is much more. It, it's 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 more grounded typically. Whether it's grounded well or not, it is grounded. It is grounded in some way, right? Yeah. But then we have this whole like, okay, um, L- like L- like leader. LGBT stuff is is wrong, and so we are gonna like essentially mm. damn you because of it, rather than or even not even to that extent. I would almost say like there's almost a heart among people to not be accepting, but to like try to find a way to like like reach them from a from a church standpoint on the right or the left like we on the right okay but we almost but we don't know how to like there's a mental block like there's right, there's right, the lack right. of equipping yeah and that's a good thing that's a good point too but i i, I think it's more it's it's more of the the application is off when there's problems again mm-hmm. you can be on the left you can be on the right and not have problems by and mm-hmm. large but when there are problems i think sure. i think the problem the the left tends to have the application more right but the theology is wrong and i think the right tends mm-hmm. to have the theology mm-hmm. right but the application can be wrong um sure and so i, I I'd, I'd give the edge to the left because I, I i because theology is key and i think this would be really uh well shown by your very conservative small baptist church versus your 
other side of something like Hillsong, or, or that might even be... No, I think Hillsong would probably actually be a pretty good example. So I, I, think, I think that that shows... I mean, Hillsong's huge, and because they bring everybody in, because they don't take the hard stances. And sure, there there's a lot of people, I'm sure, that are being saved at Hillsong, and I'm sure that there's a lot of people that aren't. And then you got the, the your small Baptist church where it's, hey, they might be really solid, but they're, like evangelistically dead they're theologically dead mm-hmm. they're just there's nothing when it appears as though the spirit is dead like the spirit is not alive and moving and that's not to say that mm-hmm. it, it isn't necessarily but it, it gives yeah. that appearance because um the theology and we both went to a baptist college like we understand that like the theology can be mm-hmm. so driven that and it, and when you drive theology that hard it's going to make people have the application wrong because the more you just pound the nail of this is wrong, this yeah. is wrong, this is wrong, or this is right, this is right, this is right. I mean, it's just like, um, like our like the mainstream media nowadays. They they've pounded yeah. something so hard that I haven't watched CNN in years because I just don't trust. I haven't watched a lot of like mainstream right. news and I I don't I'm, like <laughs> in general right. The, the more you just hit a nail on the head, the more it just demonizes the other side to eat whichever way it is. And especially yeah. in the church, it's going to either demonize what is right theology or it's going to demonize actually accepting people where they're at. And again, I think that's where they kind of, the two kind of come together is you have to have that right theology, but mm. then you also have to accept people where they're at with the intention of pointing them to christ and letting christ change them and that's yeah. that's where I, we're, we're all wrong as we try to change people and we can't and this is where like we you said you're 60 40 where i probably like would like for me personally i squeeze that even a little bit further because like i think i'm starting to get to the point where on both sides i'm not even going to pick out right versus left on this i think both sides where we get entrenched on a view i start to question whether you actually even understand the theology itself of what you're doing because if you if you claim something like going beyond the fact that just the application is wrong like i almost make the claim of okay if you're going to take this hardline stance and this is how you're going to approach that situation do you really even understand what you are saying to begin with are you understanding the purpose of what was said in that moment as well and i think this would be my encouragement for both sides of the church for one to like facilitate the conversation like actually have a willingness to talk to talk about this and the humbleness to realize that none of us have it figured out like what you were just talking about earlier like how and this especially for us and i think this is where the church really needs to come in is okay taking an example like abortion cool forget about abortion for just 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 a second like we can battle that out whenever what about the person that is dealing with this issue what a, right. who, who in this right. who in our church is dealing with abortion who in our church is dealing with um pregnancy who in our church is dealing with who is who is faced with this issue and in all reality they're probably past the point of us shoving theology down their throat in all honesty yeah. so what do we do what do we do with that situation you know and i'm not about to, i'm not about to give the answer to that because right. I don't think I have the right answer, but that's the type of conversation we'd be having. And how do we use the gospel to come in and facilitate that grace and that peace and that love to that individual or to that group of people who are dealing with that issue? And then how do we take our theology and how do we take 
the stance that we have to as believers that I believe we have, or sorry, the stance that we as believers have towards certain issues like abortion and how do we battle that on the front lines to save lives, if that makes right. sense. Right, yeah. So to, I mean, really sum it up, both sides are at fault. We need to be very cautious when we're talking about the more, uh, like the, the far right, far left, the more, um, the more fringe ends of it. Uh, nothing that is purely political or sociological Things like critical race theory have no no room to be in the church. Things like the Second Amendment, uh, more or less, have no room to be being talked about uh, from the pulpit. Uh, hmm. But we need we need to be very cautious in today's age, especially when we're talking about outsiders. We've talked a lot about the people within the church, when people outside the church are trying to bring in these ideologies, not just bring them in as their person. People that are bringing these issues in and promoting them, we need to be very cautious of those. We need to cling to our theology. We need to have everything be built on that theological, biblical foundation. Uh, and unless we are there, uh, we are always in constant danger of of it, of the whole thing collapsing. But at the same time, while everything needs to be built on that theological foundation, we need to definitely understand the application, the practical theology of the core doctrine that we have, or not even the core doctrine, but any doctrine we have. We need to understand what exactly the the practical side of that is and make it so that we can accept people for where they're at and let Jesus do the rest. Mm. Yep, exactly. Cool. Cool. Another good one. I mean, I was here, so. <laughs> <laughs> that That is a very accurate statement for how today went. Cool. See you guys next time. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to this podcast of Dummies with Wisdom. To give us comments, ask questions, or submit pictures of other dummies you find in the wild, email us at dummieswithwisdom at outlook.com or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash dummieswithwisdom. 